Hey, morning people. Apologies, the show is going up a little later than it normally goes up. Everybody was awake in my house. The dog was awake. The baby was awake. So parenting responsibilities always are going to come first. But baseball, I'm here for you. I'm here for you, morning people. Everybody has had their breakfast. They're all taken care of. So before the workday starts, let's start the show. Thanks for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning, the final from Comerica Park in Detroit. It's your first place Cleveland Guardians for the Detroit Tigers 3. I'm Davey Barris, lifelong Cleveland baseball fan, and I want to talk about the actual game on the field, the thing I enjoy watching baseball being played. And we did not make it easy on ourselves, but we did sweep the Detroit Tigers uh, in this three-game set. We have extended our lead in the American League Central to a game and a half with the Twins not playing. And yeah, it's a really solid... I mean, it's not, these wins are nice. These wins over the Tigers are nice. But we are definitely going to have to step it up a level uh, when we get up to Toronto, right? We are definitely moving into the upper echelon of the American League contenders facing Toronto. So we're really, really going to have to bring it. And... Uh, this one was a tough one because we really made things tough on Plesak. Again, we did not give Plesak any run support. Uh, the guy actually pitched really, really well, but cannot get another win under his belt. It's just that kind of season. We were kind of playing with one arm tied behind our back because both Klasse and Karinchek were unavailable to us. Uh, because they've been pitching so much recently, uh, he decided he's not using them in this game. Uh, Karen check, interestingly enough, uh, is not going to be available for the entire weekend. So maybe you could have gotten away with using him, but that's the decision Francona made. Uh, it's actually an interesting note. I don't know if you saw this, but Peyton Badenfeld is going to get to make his major league debut. He is going to be the replacement for Karen check in the bullpen because, because the COVID vaccine traveling to Toronto rules, means you don't have to add someone to the 40-man roster for them to be a replacement player in Toronto, in Canada. So that means they get a look, they get a free look at Peyton Banfield without adding him to the 40-man roster. So there is a little bit of a silver lining to Karinczak being so stubborn about vaccines um, and not getting it. And uh, frankly, if this were a playoff series, it'd be a lot different. But so far, it's just a regular season series. So uh, we will get on without him. Uh, but yeah, so this made it even tougher on Plesak to get that win because his top two bullpen guys who probably would have gone in there and, uh, you know, secured this win for him were unavailable. So uh, let's get into this thing. Let's get into the storylines of this game. And honestly, my top storyline of the game is the Guardians getting the leadoff hitter on. Now, it doesn't turn into that many runs, but my God, does it put a lot of pressure on the Detroit Tigers, puts a lot of pitcher on the opposing uh, pitcher Hill, uh, who Hill, who pitched, Garrett Hill, who pitched very good against us uh, the first time he faced us. He pitched pretty good in this one, too. I mean, he gives up three runs, but only one earned run. His problem is he just kept letting the leadoff man on base all game. They were relentless with this. 
The first inning leadoff walk to Quan. Second inning leadoff single from Jimenez. Third inning, another leadoff walk to Quan. Fifth inning, a leadoff home run from Quan. Finally, in the seventh inning, he gets Quan out to lead off the inning. Uh, a leadoff double from Oscar Gonzalez in the sixth. A leadoff single from Owen Miller in the eighth. In the tenth, of course, you know, you get the leadoff runner on. You're gifted the leadoff runner on. That's, that's part of the rules of the game right now. So, yeah, that many innings. We had a runner on the leadoff. Coincidentally, when we score in the fourth inning, it's not the leadoff guy Miller gets out. It's the second guy, Andres Jimenez, who's hit by the pitch, who uh, gets us a run in that fourth inning. So Andres Jimenez in the middle of the lineup really sparking things with his ability to get on base. So, yeah, I mean, that just it did not turn into as many runs as it should have. But, man, it's a really, really... Nice way to play baseball. It's just so demoralizing as the opposing defense. Every single inning, you think, okay, maybe we'll go one, two, three. We'll get up to bat. You know, maybe we can get some momentum going. Nope, leadoff guy's on. Here we go. We're out of the stretch again. We're shifting into double play depth or, you know, whatever we're doing uh, to adjust for this. Now we got to be ready for base stealers and the Guardians. We're off and running. Um, Two stolen bases, Quan and Jimenez. uh, And Jimenez would create a run because of that. Uh, Quan would get thrown out his second attempt stealing in the third inning. Uh, yeah, the uh, the Guardians just put a lot of pressure on the Tigers all day. Unfortunately, they get so quiet in the sixth through ninth innings and can't add that insurance run they need, and the bullpen falters a little bit. But we will get to that. We will get to that. Let's continue to talk Guardians offense because obviously Quan at the top of the lineup, just an absolute fantastic day, drawing two walks to kick off innings. I mean, I really, you think you can't ask for anything more from Stephen Kwan, and then he goes and hits a solo home run in that fifth inning to give them an insurance run, to extend the lead a little bit. Now, this is exactly the type of home runs we're expecting from Kwan. It's a curveball. Hill does not throw many curveballs. He only threw uh, four on the day. Uh, even going over to his uh, his season, his rookie season here, the curveball is the pitch he throws the least of, of any one of his pitches. But man, he just put one in a spot where Quan could lift it and get some air on it. And uh, it's all bat speed here. It's all bat speed. The curveball speeds up the bat and uh, some nice lift on it here. 98.9 mile per exit velocity, 30 degree launch angle, 382 over the wall in the right field corner. Those are the kind of home runs we're going to see from Quan. I'm not shocked that it was off a hanging breaking ball, and uh, he was just able to get some air on it and uh, use his bat speed to create some nice exit velocity. So it's a nice home run from Quan there. And the Guardians do have some rallies in the second and fourth inning, but frankly, it's the it's the Tigers doing it to themselves. It's bad defense. Uh, it's hit by pitch. Guys hit by pitch which create rallies, puts guys on base. Um, Baez has some bad defense in that second inning that allows the Guardians to score. He throws one wide on a Luke Maley force out. They might have doubled up Maley, but you know it was an interesting play because it was hit to the first baseman, and the first baseman throws a low throw to Baez at second, so it's a little bit clunky of a double play to begin with. And then he just rifles it wide of the pitcher trying to cover first base. Uh, he definitely is, should not be throwing uh, crossing routes for the Detroit Lions uh, football team. 
because it's a terrible job of leading the runner to the bag, uh, leading the uh, the fielder, the pitcher to the bag, and uh, it lets the run come in to score. And Jimenez does a great job rounding third, eyes on the ball, heads up, knows exactly the situation, and when he decides to go, doesn't hesitate. That's the key, man. You can take extra bases, but you cannot hesitate. You can't do it. As soon as you see it, you see that opening, boom, like shot out of a cannon. That's how you take extra bases in baseball. That's exactly what Jimenez does here to score. And then Castro with some bad defense in the fourth inning. Uh, Again, hit by a pitch. They did it to themselves. That let Andres Jimenez on base. Oscar Gonzalez chops one to third. 95 mile power exit velocity. So it's, you know, it's a hard chop. And uh, Castro can't come up with it cleanly. Gonzalez is safe. Everybody's safe. And then uh, Luke Maley would deliver a single. It's interesting because it's almost the same spot that Luke Maley tried to go in the second inning when he hits into this force out. This time, he does almost the exact same thing, but he gets it through the hole, uh, shoots it through. It's only 65.7 mile per hour exit velocity. What was the? So this is funny. The force out was 104.2 mile per hour exit velocity. The base hit was a 65.7 mile per hour exit velocity. So clearly, uh, I, I don't know, slows down a little bit. I don't, I don't know what you, what you would contribute that to because it was almost the same swing it looked like. Uh, but he shoots it through the right side, and it brings in Andres Jimenez to score. So the Guardians would try to make that hold up. Uh, unfortunately, they would waste some other opportunities. Um, you know, A leadoff double from Oscar Gonzalez in the sixth inning. You figure, how can this go wrong? Well, unfortunately, the seven, eight, and nine hitters can't bring him in to score. Uh, Owen Miller would single the lead off the eighth. Uh, another single from Tyler Freeman. You had a little bit of a rally going, but again, for some reason, every RBI situation seemed to fall to our eight hitter, Luke Maley. Uh, he, he came through once or really twice, but can't do it here with a fly out. Uh, in the ninth, Ahmed Rosario gets on with a fielding error, but Ramirez would ground out, uh, to end the ninth inning. So that makes him the lead off runner in the 10th. And I really, I had zero confidence that they were going to come through in the 10th inning with a run. I, I really, first Owen Miller grounds out. It can't move the runner up. I think, was it a chopper back to Soto? Yeah, it was. And uh, Soto almost throws it away. Andres Jimenez would pop out. Popouts were a real problem on the day. I think, was it Ken in his email yesterday that asked us about Ramirez popping out? Now, after this game, I do think there is something still wrong with Ramirez because he pops out three times in this game his first three at bats are pop outs in fact Garrett Hill pops out the side in the first inning Ahmed Rosario Jose Ramirez and Owen Miller all pop out to kick things off by the way tangent to the tangent Owen Miller getting more at bats in the cleanup spot when you have Oscar Gonzalez in the lineup why 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 is Owen Miller hitting cleanup he's not good at it He's not a good cleanup hitter. It hasn't been working. His numbers aren't good. Why Owen Miller? Uh, okay, tangent, back to the tangent. So, so many pop-outs. Uh, so, three pop-outs in that inning. Two pop-outs in the third inning. Again, Rosario and Ramirez pop out after Quan's caught stealing in that third inning to retire the side. So many pop-outs from Garrett Hill. Uh, looking at his stack cast numbers, he's averaging 16.9% pop-outs 
37% ground balls, 24% fly balls, 21% line drives, and 16% pop-ups. That's his batted ball profile. So uh, he is someone, for some for some reason, I don't know what pitch it is, but he induces a lot of pop-ups. The one I, I locked in on was Ramirez kind of lunging at a changeup. Uh, and it was a half-hearted swing. I think it was the third inning. He kind of lunges at a changeup. And I don't know, just trying to put it in play, just trying to protect, maybe follow it off, and he ends up popping it up instead. Uh, so yeah, so in the 10th inning, uh, Andres Jimenez would pop out, and now we got two outs, and if we strand that runner at second base, we are in for a world of pain in that 10th inning, right? It really changes the way the home team would approach the bottom of the 10th if it's tied instead of down one, and it shouldn't have changed it that much, but it does feel like it does, Right? And then Oscar Gonzalez would come up, and he would shoot one the other way. 98.7 mile per hour exit velocity, a rope in the right field, and it brings Jose Ramirez into score. And I got to give Gonzalez credit, because I said a few days ago, it looked like he was very pull-heavy on his spray chart. And then in this Tiger series, he doubles down the right field line earlier in this series, or in this game, earlier in this game. I think he went opposite field twice in this game. Uh, and he shoots one into uh, right field for a a huge, not a nice, a huge single. An absolute huge single from uh, Oscar Gonzalez. Yes, looking at a spray chart on this game, he doubled down the right field line, and he singles into right center field here in the 10th inning. I mean, what a moment. What an absolute moment. Uh, Let's go. uh, Can we go to the matchup here and see what he did in this matchup, uh, how he jumped on Gregory Soto, how he got this. So the first pitch was a slider uh, down and into the big right-handed hitter. Uh, He swings through for a strike, so he's being aggressive here. And the next one was a sinker, a hard sinker, 97.3 miles per hour that was up. So I guess the plan from Soto was breaking stuff down, slow stuff down, and then try to come up and blow a sinker by him. And it does not work. And he does the perfect thing with a fastball up and away. The perfect thing to do is to shoot it into the alley, the opposite field, in a right center field for him. That's the perfect approach from Oscar Gonzalez. And so he delivers a huge, huge RBI here. Uh, This is why I wanted him batting cleanup in the first place. Uh, I wanted him up there with guys on base. A huge RBI from Oscar Gonzalez. And it proves to be the game-winning run. So, uh, yeah, Guardians offense, uh, it's an interesting day where they do a lot. They just they couldn't really seem to blow this game wide open, right? They, they did enough to win, but they're probably going to have to do more against Toronto. They did enough to win this entire series against the Tigers. Obviously, they swept the series. They did win. But I don't think this offensive effort is going to work against a Toronto or a New York or a Houston, right? You're going to have to either have amazing pitching or bring a little more offensively. So uh, we'll see what they do up in Toronto. If they can compete offensively with that team is going to be a big challenge here. All right. The other storylines in this game, uh, obviously the Guardians pitching, uh, but Plesak had a really really solid start. And the CSW numbers are not that impressive. Uh, He's got a good whiff rate on his slider, which he used very sparingly, only 14 times. And he gets six whiffs on nine swings. It's a 67% whiff rate. 
on that slider, which is nice. It's a 25% whiff rate overall on the day, which is pretty good for Zach Plesak. He usually doesn't rack up seven strikeouts in an, in an outing. This is on the higher end of things for him on the season. I looked it up. He's at he's at right around just above seven strikeouts per nine innings, uh, which means if you're only going six and a third, you're looking at like, you know, five-ish strikeouts, not seven strikeouts in a shorter stint. Uh, you know, when you look at strikeout per nine ratios, remember, that means if the guy goes a complete game, what would his strikeout total be? Uh, so, yeah, seven is on the higher side for Plesak. Uh, it's only a 21% CSW total on the entire day. Did get 26 foul balls. So that definitely helps keep the count in your favor for Zach Plesak. But going over to the illustrator here, uh, what pitches were working for the strikeout? Well, frankly, everything. And most of this stuff was against the lefties. Only one strikeout came against a righty. It was Javi Baez looking at a fastball in the first inning on a 2-2 count. Just nailed the outside corner uh, with a fastball and locked him up. Uh, Everything else comes against the left-handed hitters. And so he gets three strikeouts on fastballs. He drops a curveball in on Willie Castro in the sixth inning that ends that inning. Um, he, uh, He gets a swing strike, a carried carpenter. Uh, with a slider and then two changeups. Gets Akil Badu and gets Victor Reyes chasing a slider down and away, way off the plate. In fact, he strikes out the side in that first inning. He gets Riley Green to chase a fastball away. He locks up Javi Baez with that fastball and then gets Victor Reyes to chase one way down and away. Um, way off the, I mean, way off the plate for Victor Reyes. Uh, so it's a, I mean, what a start by Plesak, really making his mark on this game by striking out the side in the first inning, really kind of setting the tempo for what this game would be. So I got to say, it's, you know, Plesak has had his struggles. It's definitely not a season up until this point that he's going to look back on fondly, but he does a really, really good job of working ahead, uh, looking at the count breakdown. He is very much working down the left side. Doesn't start as many guys uh, with a first pitch, I think 10 guys start 1-0. and So not starting as many guys 0-1 at first pitch strike as we'd like to see, but definitely working down the left side of the uh, count breakdown. And the left side is all the 0-2, 1-2 counts. The right side is all the 1-0, 2-0, counts. So on these, if you ever look at StatCast and look at the count breakdown, you want to stay down that left side. You want to be ahead in the count down that left side. And that's where he was working for most of the day. So that's really nice to see from Plesak. It's a solid start. It just doesn't hold up. He goes six and a third, gets up only four hits. He's only hard hit five times. One earned run, one walk, seven strikeouts. He does give up a solo home run to Javi Baez. That's his one blemish on the day. Uh, Baez gets an inside fastball, middle in, just a nice fastball to turn on and pull into left field, and he carries for a home run. So it's a nice swing from Javi Baez. We know he does have that pop in his bat, even though Baez is clearly struggling this season. So they do get Plesak for one home run there, but a solo shot, big difference. We can live with a solo shot, especially when you got a lead, especially in the you know sixth inning like that. If you're giving up your first solo home run in the sixth inning, that's a really strong start. A quality start qualifies as a quality start. A really strong start from Zach Plesak. But he's got to turn it over to the bullpen. And unfortunately, oh, man, uh, Henches does his best to last as long as he can in this thing. And then Stefan tries to come out 
for the four-out save. He gets us out of the eighth inning. Hinches, by the way, does a really good job. Last an inning of a third, one hit, no runs, no walks, three strikeouts added on for Sam Hentges to the total on the day. These Tigers strike out a lot. Uh, Stefan comes in, unfortunately, and that ninth inning just unravels. I don't know if it was the pressure of the ninth inning. I don't know if it was pushing him to go uh, to go an inning plus, but it just does not work out. Uh, it starts with a Harold Castro walk, then Willie Castro singles. Uh, Jonathan Scope fires one down the left field line that brings in a run, puts runners on second and third. Uh, he gets Kerry Carpenter to strike out. Um, but then he's taken out of the game. Carpenter, poor Carpenter, man. He is struggling in his major league debut. It has not gone well. There is a lot of strikeouts on that guy already. Eric Haas would hit into a force out, but it would bring in the tying run to score. There was a chance they could have turned a double play on this. De Los Santos kind of deflects it a little bit. Uh, Andres Jimenez flips it to Ahmed Rosario, who loses it in the transfer. Because it was deflected by the pitcher, everybody in the middle of the infield is rushing a little bit to try to turn a double play. Uh, we're lucky we get the out at second base. You know They call that out. He loses it in the transfer. Uh, so uh, Castro comes in to score. Scope moves up to third. Clemens is out at second. Uh, oh, that's right. They intentionally walk Miguel Cabrera to load the bases. Uh, Clemens was pinch running for him. And Haas is at first. So there are runners on the corner with Riley Green up. And De Los Santos is able to strike out Riley Green frankly, just blows him away with the fastball and sends Green back to the uh, back to the dugout with a many, many curse words on his way back. Uh, it was a long at-bat, a seven-pitch at-bat. Uh, but, I mean, honestly, uh, it was a fastball kind of right down the middle. I mean, it was just above the belt, just off of the center of the plate, just slightly away uh, to the lefty, to the left-handed rookie, and he, he blew it by him. And 95 miles per hour just blew up by him. It helps that the last two pitches he saw were off-speed pitches down. Uh, he saw a changeup down and in that he laid off for a ball that took it to a 2-2 count. He fouled off a slider away. So he did slow things down and then comes back with the 95-mile-per-hour heat. So maybe that's the difference. Maybe it was the two off-speed pitches down that throws him off the fastball a little bit. He had fouled off the other two fastballs he had seen in the at-bat. So the off-speed stuff throws him off a little bit, and then he can ramp it up and blow it by him at 95. So he gets Riley Green. He gets out of it. He takes us to extras with a tie game. And I've told you, I think the away team has the advantage in extra innings. And who comes in to pitch in the 10th with no Karinczak available, with no Class A available? Who pitches the 10th inning but Brian Shaw? And Guardians Twitter collectively uh, gasped they're, I'm telling you, man, Guardians Twitter, their butt cheeks instantly clenched, uh, their stomachs tightened, uh, but Brian Shaw gets through it. He actually has a really nice 10th inning. He gets a ground down from Victor Reyes, but then he strikes out Javi Baez and strikes out Harold Castro to end things. He goes with some high heat, uh, that high cutter uh, gets him. Uh, gets Javi Baez with the high cutter at the top of the zone, uh, and then gets Harold Castro with cutters, of course. Of course, four cutters all at the top of the zone, and he just can't resist swinging at them. He just absolutely can't resist, and he chases one up and away to end the game. Uh, God, he, Brian Shaw just is in love with his cutter. 
but it's got a 50% CSW on the day, a 60% whiff rate for him. So uh, it works. It works. It gets the game done. It gets the save, and it gets the win for the Cleveland Guardians. So, uh, yeah, Shaw with his first save on the season. I know. I know. But you know what? As much as we rag on Brian Shaw, he definitely has had his moments this season. Believe me, I am not a Francona apologist. I am not a Brian Shaw apologist. But you have to admit, Shaw has had some moments on the season. I, I think in the long run, when we look back, you know, if we're doing a retrospective on this young, on the the uh, Guardiac Kids documentary 20 years from now, or someone else called them the Kindergards, um, when we look back on this team, I think you're going to see that Brian Shaw definitely played a role, for better or for worse, he is an important cog in that bullpen out there. Uh, he literally can be thrown into any situation, and he's been doing this long enough that it doesn't freaking matter to him. He will pitch in any situation. He will not feel any pressure. He's going to go throw a million cutters, and he's either going to work or it's not. Uh, either way, he's going to get a good meal, take a nice hot shower, and sleep peacefully at night because he's been doing this for way too long to let to let this stuff bother him. So... He uh, he gets the save. He gets his first save on the season. It's a year of, it's a year of first, right? He gets his first start. And now he gets. Well, I'm sure it's not his first save in his career, but his first save on the season. Uh, yeah. So that is the storylines of this game. Uh, it's a wild one. It's it's not what you expected. This whole Tiger series isn't exactly what I expected. These were much more nail biters than I expected. Uh, but it's still nice to get the sweep. Like I said, we are. Definitely, we are stepping up the difficulty level here. We're going from all pro to all Madden on the difficulty level here, going up against Toronto. And I know it's a football video game, but you get it. It's the clear, it's the clear reference there to make, right? And uh, I guess in MLB The Show, it'd be like going from the veteran level to the all-star level of difficulty. Um, but yeah, facing Toronto is going to be a real test here. And, uh, you know, we were able to bounce back against Houston and show what we had against Houston. We split that series. We still have not lost a series since the All-Star break, Guardians fans. We have not lost a series since the All-Star break, and we are in the middle of August now. That is actually really impressive. So we have a chance here against Toronto now. Uh, We'll see what we can do. Uh, You know, it's a three-game set, so someone's going to have to come out of this thing the winner uh, someone's going to come out the loser. We'll see what we can do uh, against the Toronto Blue Jays up there. Uh, and we have our best pitchers on the mound, by the way. So that is nice. We got Quantrill, who struggles on the road, pitches very good at home. If this were a playoff series, I would probably not want to start with Quantrill on the road. I would wait till a home game. But Quantrill is going to kick things off against Barrios. Then we got McKenzie on Saturday, an afternoon game, uh, TBD for Toronto. And then Bieber is going on Sunday. Another afternoon game. So a lot of day baseball uh, for your Guardians this weekend. So, But we got our three guys on the mound, right? The three guys, maybe not in that order, who would kick off a playoff series. So we will see what we could do. MVP on the day. There are a couple of candidates on this one. I mean, uh, Andres Jimenez for getting down and dirty and creating runs. Steven Kwan for his amazing leadoff work. Zach Plesak for a really solid quality start. Ryan Shaw for getting his first save. A lot of candidates. I gotta give it up, though, for Oscar Gonzalez. For the rookie delivering the huge two-out RBI hit 
in extra innings when it looked like Ramirez would be stranded on second base for one clutch moment in this game. It is definitely enough to earn MVP on the day. So good job from Oscar Gonzalez on this one. Um, all right, that is all my thoughts on this win. It is so nice to say your first place Cleveland Guardians with a 4-3 to win over the Detroit Tigers. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Davey Barris. You can email the show, clevelandbaseballmornings at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts on the game, and we'll discuss them on the show. Also, I'm hosting it. You know, let me know your thoughts on Brian Shaw getting a save, and we'll discuss it on the show. Also, I'm hosting this podcast on Anchor. So if you go to anchor.fm forward slash Cleveland Baseball Mornings, you can leave a voicemail for the show. We'll play it back in the air, respond to your thoughts, and we'll have a fun conversation amongst the fans about baseball. Thanks for being patient with me. Sorry this episode went up so late, but thanks again for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning. <laughs>